right, boys and girls, welcome to the Rock and Roll Garage. This is your Uncle Jimmy. Come on inside and keep your hands off my fucking tools. We're going to do a little podcast action. It's called Grease the Wheels, and it goes out to these French-twisting bastards out there in the world who are keeping it fucking moving, baby. Keeping it moving and doing a fine job, too, I might add. All over the planet, keeping the machines to keep people motivated and moving and out of my fucking hair. Yeah, congratulations and thank you very much and kudos to you. One of the things I want to talk to you about today is waiters. And God damn it, do I fucking hate waiters. Holy shit. There's so many different things that piss me off about waiters, and I want to know, honestly, if you could give me some feedback on it, if these are things that bother you, or if there's something different about waiters that you don't like that I didn't even think of because that's a thing. Uh, There's lots of things that I don't think of. But seriously, waiters just drive me up a fucking tree. I don't want to have to deal with them. The first problem I have with waiters, and there's many, is that a lot of times they call up the shop or the dealership, and they say, oh, I just need to get fill in the blank. I'm going to come in and wait. And somebody on the other end of the phone who doesn't really know uh, their asshole from a hole in the ground as far as what goes on with a car says, oh, okay, okay, no problem. And I don't see how they can even do that without having even a modicum of automotive knowledge. I mean, suppose somebody calls up and says, hey, I'd like to... Come by with my car and have you change out the connecting rod bearings and the main bearings while I wait. And if you don't know what the fuck they're talking about, if if you're just some lay person with a very minimal amount of automotive skills, you know, maybe you're smart at something else. I, I can agree that lots of people are smart about a lot of things, but don't know jack fucking shit about cars. So if they were on the phone, for some reason they took a job at your shop and they're on the phone and somebody says, I want to bring my car in Get the get the transmission rebuilt, and I want to wait while that happens. And they just go, oh, well, okay, sure. Because whoever hired them is going to tell them to never say no when somebody says they want to bring in their car. Because, well, quite frankly, the shop owner or the general manager or whoever it is that runs that particular service facility wants the money. They want the money. That's why they're there. That's why the lights are on. That's why the doors are open and the lifts work and the cars get put up on them and the tools get twisted around all the nuts and the bolts and all the other fucking horse shit that's on the car. That's why. Because somebody wants the money for doing that. You, the shop owner, uh, maybe some other people who have a vested interest in that. And the customer wants to have his car fixed. He wants his car to work properly, to, to work correctly, and he wants it to, to keep working that way. And so he's willing to pay, and somebody else is willing to take their fucking money. And unfortunately, when they do take their money, they only give you a small fucking taste of it. Sucks, but happens. And part of that is that people think, incorrectly I might add, that it's really easy to do certain things to a car, even though they have no fucking clue. And this is what bothers me the most about it. Who the fuck told you you could wait for some of this shit? Now, somebody pops in and says, oh, I need an oil change. Boom, you can wait for that. That's pretty much a generally accepted thing to wait for. That's fine. And I think that every shop should honestly have a list of things that people can wait for. A tire, maybe even two tires. 
possibly even four tires if you have a good crew who's good with doing tires. Maybe even four tires in an alignment. That's a little too long to wait for some people. Because here's the thing with customers who want to wait. They'll come in and they will declare in a very noble and regal voice, well, I need to have my car worked on, but dun, 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 I can wait. Yeah, but the problem is, is that at a certain point in time, which is usually not as long as the repair takes, at a certain point in time, they're going to decide they can no longer fucking wait. So they say, I can wait. And what they really should say is, I can wait up to a point. And then after that, I'm not going to want to wait any fucking more. And what that indicates is that they don't have a fucking clue how long it takes to fucking do some of these operations that they're willing to wait for. That's my problem with the whole thing. Who is fucking telling these people they can wait for the shit that they have? I can't tell you where I'm at now. It gets pretty fucking hot. And if your air conditioning in your car doesn't work, that is seriously a catastrophe on the order of Pearl Harbor and 9-11. I am not shitting you. Man, if your air doesn't work and you're in Texas, baby, you are suffering hard. And that's why a lot of people didn't live here in this state before air conditioning was invented. Okay, Only the really, really hardy and the really, really dumb <laughs> lived here before air conditioning was invented. Oh, and I apologize for that statement because my mother lived here before, before air conditioning was invented. But she was not really stupid. And she got out. But she went to the other extreme. She went somewhere where it never gets very warm at all, actually. At least this year it didn't. But uh, that's a whole other point. Uh, as far as waiting goes, if you have an air conditioning problem, I would suggest that you don't fucking... Wait, because no part of repairing an AC system is quick and easy. No part of it, not not a single part of it, at least not the way it's supposed to be done. Now, here's the thing. As mechanics, if we do air conditioning work, you should have had some sort of training at it. Okay, great. And in that training, at some point in time, an instructor, someone who knows things, that you don't know and is trying to impart those things to you would have said to you, young man or young lady, as the case may be, because there's probably what, six, eight, maybe a dozen ladies listening to this podcast. Hello, by the way. At some point, an instructor said to you, when you are finished with the repair, when you have fixed whatever it is that is causing the air conditioning not to work, whether you replaced a compressor a leaking condenser, a leaking O-ring, a leaking hose, or maybe an orifice tube or whatever, an expansion valve, an evaporator, whatever, whatever it is that you replaced to fix that. Now that it's repaired and the system is sealed once again and you can put refrigerant into it, one of the things you have to do, and say it with me loud and proud, you have to evacuate the system for approximately blank amount of minutes. Now, where I went to school, the instructor said the optimum time to evacuate an AC system, the optimum time is 60 minutes, one hour. At the factory, I have found out from a lot of different people at the factory, they do 30 minutes 
because they're fucking building them, baby. They can't wait around for 30 minutes for this thing to evacuate. And probably what they have is, you know, vacuum units that follow that car along at a certain repair station or a certain assembly station and vac that car for 30 minutes. And then when they're done, they disconnect it or they fill it up and then they disconnect it and it goes to the back of the fucking assembly line. It goes back to the back of the assembly line where they hook it up to the, to the next car that doesn't have one hooked up yet. And they probably have maybe a dozen, maybe two dozen. Who even knows how fast they're building the cars? But they evacuate them for 30 minutes at the assembly plant. The actual instruction is that the longer you evacuate them, the better. Okay, Because if there is some sort of gas or maybe even a solid in some cases that is in that system and you evacuate that system for a long period of time, you have a better chance of getting out all of the contaminants. And some of the contaminants are dangerous when mixed with some of the chemicals that you're going to put in after you vacuum it. Now, I've had people tell me that the only reason you would evacuate an AC system is just so that it will accept the refrigerant, which is wrong. It is one of the reasons, but it's not the only reason. The one, the major reason is to boil out all the impurities. Now, if you don't know that. And as a technician, you should probably know that. But I have come across technicians who didn't know that and argued with me that that was wrong. But here's the thing. All that aside, whether you know that or whether you don't know that, and you still have to look at this AC system, figure out why it's not working, correct it, and then evacuate it and charge it. This is not something that anyone should be fucking waiting for. They should not wait for that. I don't give a fuck what their situation is. If they only have one car and they're shoeless and they don't have a bike and they live 500 miles away and you don't have loners, whatever, I don't care. If you need AC system repair and you absolutely have to wait, then get your ass to the waiting lounge and shut the fuck up and maybe pack a lunch and bring a sleeping bag because AC repair done correctly is not something that gets done quickly. It involves a lot of waiting for a machine to do this, that, or the other thing. And by the way, too, if they have the dreaded 1234YF, the new refrigerant, then they have to wait a really long fucking time because the machine goes apeshit checking for leaks. It stops, it checks for leaks, it evacs for a little while, it stops and checks for leaks again. And it can end up taking literally hours on end for the fucking 1234YF machine to do its fucking job. Whereas the 134 machine and the old R12 machines would have been done fucking hours ago. They would have been done ages ago. But those refrigerants damaged our environment and ruined the ozone layer, uh, which is very vital to our uh, existence on this planet. Okay, so, you know, you can say, oh, it's a bunch of bullshit, but it's not. It's not a bunch of bullshit, and we have to be smarter about the things we do on this planet, okay? One of the things I have a problem with also on waiters is that they show up at the worst fucking time possible. Now, I think that every shop should have waiter rules, okay? They should sit down and go, well, what what, what repairs can, can customers wait for? Okay, they can wait for an oil change. Can they wait for a transmission rebuild? No. Uh, how about uh, a tire change? They can wait for that. How about a connecting rod bearing change? No, they can't wait for that. How about uh, maybe brake fluid flush? Sure, they can wait for that. How about a windshield installation? I would say no, they can't wait for that. Don't wait for that, okay? You rush me doing a windshield change on a car, guess what? It's not going to look too good because when I rush, when I go fast, I make mistakes. I'm not going to lie to you. If you try to rush me, 
I have a certain kind of a mechanical clutchiness about me, okay? And I work around it. There's things that happen to me all day long that to drive me crazy that are my own doing. And if you rush me, it makes it worse. There's times where I will reach in to pick up a nut or a bolt or a screw and my fingers just go, fuck you, pal. You're not picking that shit up. Watch this. And I can't get a grip on it. I have a mechanical clutchiness about me. I became acutely aware of this when I tried to work in a machine shop several years ago and basically crashed every machine they had, every machine at least that they let me touch. And then eventually they just said, you need to get the fuck out of here. And I couldn't agree with them more. I needed to get the fuck out of there because at some point, not only was I going to crash a machine, I was going to probably kill myself. So that was something, and I don't, I'm not happy about that. I'm not, I'm not full of pride over that. That's not something that's good. I do have a, a specific amount of mechanical klutziness that prevents me from doing a job and, and even looking smooth at it, you know. But I have overcome in a lot of situations. There's a lot of things I can do, and I make it look easy. Okay, great. Should a customer wait for that? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, yeah, I could throw a windshield in the car, and I could do it do a good job at it and I might even be able to do it quickly but do I want to have the anxiety of the fucking cocksucker who owns that car sitting in the waiting lounge 300 feet away looking at his watch every five fucking minutes even though I can't see him I know he's doing it no I don't want that I don't need that I don't need the extra the extra anxiety of knowing that the customer is right there waiting for me to finish I don't need that okay there should be a small small list of things that they can wait for and, and seriously, if somebody at your call center or your service advisor writes up one of the things that's on the list of things that they can't wait for, then they should be taken outside and beaten to death because it's not necessary to do that shit, okay? If somebody comes in, you need to learn, and this is, one of the, this is another podcast that I'm going to do in the future, is that certain people in your building learn to, need to learn to say no. The sales department knows how to say no. Fuck, I'm sure they're really good at it. You know, people come in and go, yeah, I want to buy that brand new 7 Series car out front for $13.97. You know what they're going to say, don't you? They're going to say, well, sir, that's not enough. So can you buy that? No. You can't buy that for $13.17. Can't happen. That won't even pay for a gallon of gas for that fucking thing. Won't even pay for the gas to drive it more than five fucking miles. Get the fuck out of here, you idiot. Seriously, if people come in and they want to wait for stuff that they should not wait for, you need to say no. Somebody needs to say, no, we can't do that. We don't want to do that. That situation is not optimal. We're not going to do that. And if they insist, just tell them to get the fuck out. Because here's another thing that comes along with waiters, okay? And it's tough to say it out loud. It's tough to to have somebody hear it. But you know what? Fuck customers. Okay, fuck them. People say, oh, the customer is king. The customer always has to be right. No, wrong answer. Okay, the customer is not the king. The customer is the sofa king. He's so fucking stupid. Don't cater to them if they're if they're not reasonable. Somebody telling you the customer is always right? <laughs> what a load of shit that is. The customer is rarely right. When a customer comes in and he tells you, oh, my car needs a U-joint, and he has nothing but half shafts on there, you know that guy doesn't know his asshole from a hole in the ground. Customers are not right, and they're not king. We would like for customers, seriously, okay, we would like for customers to be happy and like the service that we perform for them and feel like they got a good value. That's what we want. Do we want them to wait? Well, for certain things, yes, they are welcome to wait. But for certain other things, they are not welcome to wait because they will wait up to a point and then they will not want to wait anymore and will be halfway done with the job or three-quarters of the way done with the job and they will get angry. 
And when they get angry, they have a tendency to go on to Google or Facebook or Yelp or some other fucking review site and leave us a review saying that we suck. And sometimes they do it right from our very own fucking customer waiting area because they're still waiting when they're waiting for a job that we should have put on a list of jobs that they can't fucking wait for. So stop letting them wait for shit that they should not wait for. Now, should I make the list? I don't know. I think that the technicians and the service advisors and the service manager should get together and make a list of things that customers cannot wait for and then send it along to the call center. Can the customer wait for this particular bulletin? They don't, they don't have copies of our bulletins, of our service bulletins. Some of our service bulletins involve taking wiring harnesses out of the car and modifying them and reinstalling them. And it takes hours. Can they wait for that? Who knows? I know. Why not ask me? No, nobody ever asked me. Hey, they're coming in with this service bulletin. Can they wait for that? No. The answer should always be no. And if it's close, we should say maybe. Depends on how patient they are, which means no. And if it's really like something that only pays like two-tenths anyway, and it's just looking at something or installing a clip or maybe just screwing something down better than it was or maybe scraping some crap off of some fucking surface so that a ground works better, then yeah, they could probably wait for that, you know? They could probably wait for that. But guess who needs to make that designation? Yes, me, the technician. You and I, the guys with the wrenches. The guys who are the wrench-twisting bastards, the members of Grease the Wheels Nation, for fuck's sake, ask us how long it's going to take. Don't guess. Don't fucking guess. Even if you were a technician for three weeks at a mini dealer, don't ask. Don't, you have to ask. You should ask, okay? Because, you know, wherever it is you're working, if you're not working at a mini dealer and you were a terrible technician and you got the fuck out of there, I'm sorry, Garrett, I'm breaking your balls. You love it. I know you love it. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes the worst service advisors in the world, I mean, I mean it honestly, sometimes the worst service advisors in the world are former technicians because they think they can fix anything. And obviously if they're service advisors and they aren't technicians anymore, they couldn't but they still believe they can. And second on that list is technicians who thinks they can fix everything. <laughs> because I can tell you right now, I have a digital camera that I had to throw away because I thought I could fix everything. And it taught me that, guess what? No, you can't. Look, with waiters, uh, there's a lot of different ways that people deal with them. And uh, that's how I believe the shop should deal with them, how the service advisors should deal with them, how the call center should deal with them. Is There should be a list. That would fix the problem. And so this complaint is one of those complaints that I have where I actually have a solution for it. And that is to have a list. You know, if somebody comes in and they have something that's not on the list, you come back and you ask the foreman or one of the technicians who knows what he's doing, which is, you know, sometimes hard to find. But, uh, or you could even ask me, <laughs> suggesting that you don't know what you're doing, Uncle Jimmy. That's right. I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, I'm faking it pretty well. I should get an Academy Award for being a technician. But, <laughs> You should ask somebody, say, hey, can a guy wait for this? And it'd be like, nah, not really, which means no. Or eh, it's going to take a little while, which means no. Can a guy wait for this? Well, we don't have anybody in the shop right now because it's lunchtime. So I guess the answer should be eh, no. There should be no such thing as lunchtime waiters. Because you know what happens at lunchtime? Wait for it, folks. Everyone goes to lunch. All at the same fucking time. And sometimes they all go together. 
and go to the same place and come back late, all of them. And if you show up five minutes after they leave for lunch with a waiter and they're all fucking gone and they come back an hour and a half later, that waiter's already been sitting there an hour and a half. And the customer's sitting in the lounge looking at his watch going, how much longer is it going to take? And they haven't even started on the fucking thing. And you know what what happens sometimes? This happens a lot where I work. Is that guys will look at a waiter. They'll see it out the corner of their eye. And, and they'll be like, I'm no look at you. I don't see you. I'm busy doing this. Uh, I don't see you no waiter. And nobody wants to do them. I find myself doing a lot of the waiters in our shop. Now, lately... Uh, the other guys have been stepping up and I want to give them kudos for stepping up because the waiters, I mean, in, in, they are ridiculous. We don't have the list that we should have. We don't have it. We need it. We should have it. And the service advisors who write these things as waiters when they shouldn't be waiters should be beaten severely. And uh, it's just not legal. Uh, I wish it was. God damn it. I wish there was a law that said, listen, if a guy deserves a beating, you can go ahead and assault him if he's going to continue to fuck up in a colossal manner. But uh, I can't advocate violence. Don't do that. Jesus Christ. Can't hit people. Don't hit people. Don't hit Don't hit your dog. Don't hit your wife. Don't hit girls at all. Don't hit other people. Just don't hit people. It's not good. It's against the law. Besides not being legal, it's not good, okay? Don't do that. But uh, there are some people out there who, who need a beating, and a lot of times they have the official job title as service advisor. When they write an RO at lunchtime, I get it. You're on lunch. You want to get your car fixed while you're on lunch. But guess what? It's our lunch hour too. We want to go to lunch because we're hungry. And we've actually been working. You've been sitting in a cubicle somewhere fucking pressing buttons on a fucking computer. We've been down here with wrenches and screwdrivers and hammers fucking beating the shit physically out of something to get it to either come out or go in or fucking behave correctly so that the fucking guy's car will work. And he's not waiting. And now, now that you're here, Mr. Cubicle working motherfucker, I have to stop what I'm doing to this guy's car with the hammer and the fucking wrenches and the pry bars and the fucking tap and die set. And I have to do an oil change and a microfilter change and a brake fluid flush to your car while you wait, while you eat your lunch in our, in our waiting area, or while you call your girlfriend and go, yeah, yeah, I'm at the dealer. They're working on my car. I don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah. Lunchtime waiters, though, I can deal with because I don't typically go to lunch. I'm kind of a fat piece of shit, and so I skip lunch a lot of days. And just keep working. Because honestly, for me, if I go to lunch and I come back, I'm so disoriented by the time I get back because I'm 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 old and I'm I'm living on the edge of Alzheimer's disease, I believe. And uh, so when I get back <laughs> I get back from going to lunch, I'm like, duh, what was I doing? And then it takes me a long time to get restarted. So I don't like to go to lunch. I don't want to have to get restarted. I just keep going, you know. I'm just consistent like that. And I'll do the waiters to come in. Uh, during lunchtime but sometimes and this is no fucking lie folks there won't be another fucking human being in my shop not one other human being in the shop that is a technician and there'll be three waiters and i'll do all three of them i it's i've done it i i do on a regular basis i'll do two at a time i've some i have a few times i've done three and that's only because there's just nobody else and the way i look at it and i mean i'm a team player and I'm a company guy. Uh, I like the company I work for. I like the teams that I that I work with. And I like the team that I play on. And I want us all to do good. And I want our reputation to be good. And I want our reviews to be good. I want everything to work the way it's supposed to in our shop. I will take and do all three of them. 
I'm efficient enough where I can change the oil in one and do a brake fluid flush while I diagnose, while I scan the fault codes in another one, while I pull in a whole nother one and check the tires and see if there's a nail in one of them because it's got a TPM light on. And then while one is scanning and the oil is draining out of the other one, I'll finish up the brake fluid flush. I mean, I, I can do it. But there's nobody seems to be listening. The, my complaints about the whole lunchtime waiter problem seem to be falling on deaf ears, which is going to be a really, really, really big problem when I either leave or I retire. You know, you can't work somewhere forever, and you're going to have to retire eventually. And if my elbows and my uh, knees keep getting worse, then I'm going to have to retire one way or the other. I mean, I like to work right till I'm 65, but who's fucking stupid enough to do that? Well, um, let's make a list. Number one, Uncle Jimmy, okay? So yeah, you know, I mean, I love what I do. I really do. I mean, I know I, I come on here and I tell you that, oh, it sucks and I hate gravity and you know, I yell and scream and, and get angry at nuts and bolts and screws and fasteners and that I hate waiters and customers can suck my dick and my other technicians suck dick. But in reality, I love my job and I'm out here telling you, you know, how to deal with all of this other bullshit and how it goes on because I have an affection for people who do the same thing that I do and also have to probably put up with the same amount of fucking horse shit that I do. And some of that horse shit, you just deal with it one way or the other. Um, and even if you refuse to deal with it, you're still dealing with it. So I'll do the waiters. I'll do the waiters because I, I know what has to happen. There is a mission statement. There's a goal. We need to get the customers back on the road as quickly as possible. When they come in and they're waiting, it means they're waiting. It means they're here. You do what you can. You do it as efficiently as you can, as quickly as you can. I don't think you need to, uh, uh, you know, rush. I don't. I won't rush. That's another thing. You know, being an old guy, I have a pace. It's a little slow. It was really slow when I worked up north. Now that I'm in Texas, it's faster than everybody else's. It's weird. In New York, I think uh, a lot of the technicians I work with now wouldn't make it uh, because they, they work at a really, really leisurely pace. But that's neither here nor there. Um, with waiters... It is here or there. It does matter. I mean, if it takes, you know, 25 minutes to do an oil change where it should probably take about 10, then that's a problem because that's more time the customer has to wait and the closer to the point of aggravation the customer gets because that's what it is. You know, a customer will come in and say, oh, I can wait. I can wait. Right. Okay. You're sure. You can wait. But then there's a point where the waiting is finished and now it becomes aggravating for you to be there. So there's a point of aggravation. So... You're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and all of a sudden, boom, you reach the point of aggravation. And now, all of a sudden, it's taking too long. And what I want to know is, and, and this is one of my problems with waiters, is how do customers know how long shit's supposed to take if they're not fucking doing it? How the fuck do they know? How in the fuck do they know how long it takes to change the oil in their car? How in the fuck long do they think it takes to do a brake fluid flush or change the micro-fucking filters? Or fucking rotate the tires or whatever the fuck else they want to wait while we do. How the fuck do they know? Guess what? They don't know. It's unreasonable for lots of customers to assume that they can wait for shit. It's unreasonable. And I can't deal with that. They want to come in and they want to wait for stuff that's on the they can wait list. Yes. They want to come in and wait for stuff that should be on a list of shit they can't wait for. Fuck them. Fuck them. Make them wait.
Make them squirm in the chair in the lounge. Make them get to the point of aggravation and then make that point get a little farther down the road and become the point of major fucking aggravation. And then when they say, why is it taking so long? And then you can say, well, have you ever fucking evac and recharge an AC system before? Well, no. Well, then how, how come you're waiting? You act like you know how long it's going to take. Well, I was told yeah, you were told wrong. You were told by your friend who also doesn't fucking know how long it takes. So knock that shit off. If you're a customer... If you're somebody who takes your car to a shop and you always wait, I just want you to know that you're kind of an asshole when you do that. Some stuff, it's okay and it's reasonable to wait. And in some shops, they don't have loaner cars. So you bring your car in, you only have one, and you drove it. And now you're stuck there unless somebody's going to give you a ride or you're going to walk or ride your bike. I get it. But if we have a shop and we have loaners, which, which I, we have now where I'm working, and you don't want a loaner, you just want to wait, and you don't know how long it's supposed to take, and when it takes longer than how long you think it's going to take, that's when we all have a fucking problem. And maybe, and I'm going to, this is kudos again for the technicians out there in the world, all of you, doing the job and doing a fine job at it, by the way, because millions and millions and millions and millions of fucking machines, be they heavy-duty uh, heavy duty equipment, be they oil wells, be they boats, planes, trains, automobiles, whatever it is, whatever those machines are that are out there that are working, it's all because of you guys. And you guys are the reason why waiters happen because we all seem to make it look easy, even when it's not. So we have ourselves to blame. But guess what? Fuck it. I'm not going to change the way I do it. If I make it look easy, and believe me, it's not easy for me to make it look easy, Mr. Clutchy Man. Uh, Mr. Drop the Wrench three fucking times and scream at it the third time and tell it it's a piece of shit. Yeah, that's me. You know, the nut and a bolt that I can't get threaded because my fingers just say, oh, why don't we turn it this way instead? Instead of the way I really need to turn it. Oh, fuck, man. I struggle sometimes. It's, it fucking kills me. There's some stuff, seriously, I can fix it, no fucking problem. There's other stuff. You could tell me how to do it three fucking times. I can watch you four times. I still can't get it done. Don't know why. Don't know why. I think maybe we all have that. Maybe we all have, like, a lot of people who do public speaking uh, have have found out that there's a certain word that they can't say. I know what word that is for me. I'm not going to say it because guess what? I can't say it. And I think the same thing may be true with mechanics. We all have something that we just can't fucking wrap our mind around and we can't fix it no matter how hard we try. For me, it's uh, E39 and E53 X5 and 5 Series BMW mids. They have a fucking ribbon cable in them and guess what? I can't fucking fix them. I can't fix them. I've tried. I've tried very hard, by the way. I've tried several times. Can't do it. Send them out. Get them back. They're perfect. Somebody out there in the world knows how to fix them. I'm not one of them. Uh, it doesn't really have anything to do with waiters, but uh, <clears throat> listen, as far as waiters go, they're a fact of life, and because the people we work with sometimes are fucking stupid, and sometimes the customers are stupid, people are always going to wait. And they feel, I don't know, maybe privileged that they can wait. And this is a ridiculous thing is that we have uh, a waiting room where they can go and wait. And and yet they get to a point where the waiting is all over. It's done. They don't want to wait anymore. And, you know, as mechanics, we take a hard line on it. And uh, I'm going to say it now. And if you want, you can repeat it with me and say it loud and proud. Waiter's going to wait. <laughs> Waiter's going to wait. Make them wait. Fuck them. They want to wait. They're going to get their wish. They're going to get their wish. And when the service advisor comes back in half an hour, 45 minutes and goes, hey, this guy's a waiter. I go, no shit. Really? Because it said that on my RO, but I didn't believe it. 
Well, guess what? Is he in the waiting area? Yeah. Is he waiting? Yeah. Well, then everything's fucking just fine and dandy in my world. The waiter's waiting in the waiting area. It doesn't get any better than that. Oh, I'm working on this car? Well, waiter's going to wait. <laughs> All right. You know what? That's enough. I don't have anything else to say about waiters except for I don't like them. I, I do them. Uh, you have to bite the bullet and get them done. If you get the lunchtime waiters, uh, maybe, and I, I think it actually pays off for me, wait around and do them. Go to lunch at one. Can you can you last without food for another hour till the crew that left and fucking left you high and dry comes back? Can you do that? Sure. Maybe. Maybe you can. Maybe you can't. I mean, I've... <laughs> I've fucking gone to lunch at 2.30 and 3 o'clock in the afternoon because I worked on three waiters between noon and 3 o'clock. And guess what? The, whoever owned those cars had to wait too. Hey, listen, uh, figure out how you feel about waiters. Uh, make a list of things that people can't wait for and give it to your service advisor. See what they say. And they're going to be like, well, the customers, but the customers don't know what's involved with fixing their car, pal. If you say to a customer, customer says, oh, I'm going to bring my car for, you know, even who even knows what. And they say, oh, I want to wait. And then the guy pulls out a little list, maybe a fucking post-it note or maybe even a, a regular full-size eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper with a list of things that they can't wait for and go, yeah, no, no, sir, I'm sorry. That's on the list of things you can't wait for. Well, I need to wait. I go, well, okay. But when you wait for something that's on the list of things that can't be waited for, you're going to be waiting a really, 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 really long fucking time. Do you want to do that? And then maybe they should have a form that says, I, John John Jay, customer asshole, promised to wait patiently for the length of the repair on this vehicle because I don't have anywhere to go and I have no life and I have no wife and I have no kids and I have nobody who likes me at all. So I have to wait here because I can't get a ride and I don't have very good shoes so I can't walk and I, I have no balance so I can't ride a bike. So I have to wait here while you fix my car. Maybe if they signed that form, then it would be all right. Do you want a quality repair? Sign the form. You want somebody to fucking rip through it as fast as they can and maybe not fix it right, then you just go ahead and wait. All right? All right. That's enough. I know that you're all waiting for the end of this podcast, and so am I. Then here it is. Waiting. The waiting is over. The podcast is over. I'm over. This is your Uncle Jimmy. I'm signing off. And you know how I do that? Wait for it. See ya. Fucking. <laughs> so.